0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, it is I, John L., your friendly neighborhood moviegoer. We're back at it again, talking about what I watched this past Saturday, the 24th of December, early morning watch. At 10 a.m., I arrived at my local AMC to watch I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston movie, or the biopic, as they say in the movie world. Let me introduce this to you guys by laying out the synopsis and then giving you my thoughts about what I experienced. So, the synopsis through Sony Pictures reads, uh, The film is a no-holds-barred portrait of the complex of multifaceted woman behind the voice. From New Jersey Choir Girl to one of the best-selling and most awarded recording artists of all time, audiences are taken on an inspirational, poignant and so emotional journey through Houston's trailblazing life and career with show-stopping performances and a soundtrack of the icon's most beloved hits as you've never heard them before. Do you want to dance? Is they questioned it at the end there of the synopsis. To give you a little bit of feedback as well, As to how things are breaking down between the critics and the audience, us the masses. As of right now on Rotten Tomatoes, there are 76 critic reviews at a 46%. And the audience score at 100-plus verified ratings at a 92%. This seems to be a very steep differentiation between what the fans are thinking and what the critics are thinking. So I'm going to read you the... Let me see. I'm going to read you one of the reviews of the movie. And I'll keep this uh, without attaching any names to it. So. So we have here one of the top critics states it starts to take a distinctly ghoulish quality especially a scene that imagines her frame of mind before her death it's a film that ultimately feels less like a celebration, and more like further exploitation of the star. So, I'm giving you that particular view of it Um, out of a four-star score. They gave it a a one-of-a-half. And then, the disparity between what you see between somebody who liked the film and didn't like the film a top critic even though they gave it a two and a half out of four it says it's refreshing it's it's refreshing that the director focuses on the highs rather than the lows even if it feels like buffing off the edges of her complex protagonist. That is the divisiveness between the critics. I'm not going to read any fan reviews. I'm going to give you my personal thoughts on the film. I'll say this much. I went into this film without any expectations. The reason as to why I wanted to watch this film is because I grew up during the time that Whitney Houston came to fame, superstardom, and notoriety. Her first big hit, I believe, came out a year or two before I was born, and then the rest of her career took off after that. I was born in 1984, and some of her biggest hits hadn't even come out yet. I wanted to see... What side of Whitney Houston's life would be portrayed in this film? A lot like what one of the critics said, it did concentrate more on the positives than the negatives, but it was really more a summary. Or a reimagining of a lot of her signature performances and songs than anything else. The singing or the music in the movie was all Whitney Houston. They didn't have the actress do any of the singing unlike other biopics you may see which had the actual actors doing some of the singing obviously there will only ever be one Whitney Houston and I don't think anybody alive would ever be able to do her do her any justice So, with that being said, I think even though the movie had, or my assumption is, should I say, this is my perspective. I think that the director, the writers, and the producers had the right idea. It just. I'm not going to say it didn't hit, right? I'm not going to say that they didn't execute the messaging that they wanted to execute. The movie felt a little, let's just say, like it was made for TV, instead of it being a movie made for wide theater release. Being that this particular movie was written by the same people who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody, I came in with the expectation it's going to be a grand, real, real, in-depth look at this performer because I think we got a lot of that in Bohemian Rhapsody and the performance of Rami Malik. not to say that the performance by Naomi Aki was bad because it wasn't I just felt That what we saw, we can go back and watch via YouTube clips. um, Strolls down memory lane with VH1 MTV, stuff that's accessible to us. And just to have somebody act out what we were by majority things that we've already seen. I felt was a waste, really. The relationship she had with Bobby Brown was much more well-documented and detailed in the tabloids, in the news newspapers, magazines, and everything else in between through the 90s and 2000s than you ever saw in this film. Granted, like I said, they concentrated more on the positives than the negatives. What did I learn about Whitney Houston in this film? One, that in the early 80s, at least the way they made it seem, In this movie, not sure if it was um, artistic liberties taken or not, but it seems that she had a, uh, the way it was depicted in the movie, a phase in which she went through where she was having personal relationships or personal relationship with a woman. Nothing wrong with that. We have plenty of gay, bisexual, LGBTQ plus community representation in entertainment today. I never knew that about Whitney Houston. Does it change anything about how I thought about her? No. I just thought it interesting for it to be put in the film. Not sure... If they were just trying to show a different side of her, because eventually she ended up in another relationship with a man, and then she eventually had a family. So I guess they wanted to show the differences of where her mindset was, how much attention she paid to what public perception was, what the perception of her close family and friends were, things of that nature. So that's one thing I learned about Wynne Houston. Another thing I learned about Wynne Houston was that later on in life, she became a smoker. Not of hard drugs and things of that nature that stuff's well documented of cigarettes and that's what led to or that was a part of what led to her voice no longer having the kind of range that it had before i wasn't aware of that why is that important I'm not sure because I feel like as a member of the public, a lot of the public and her fans just attributed that to her longstanding battle with drug addiction and alcoholism and things of that nature. Not too sure as to why they figured to add cigarette use to it by the end of her life and career. (sighs) You know, it's another thing to state, and I think it's fair to state, as we get older, time seems to fly by quite a bit and knowing now that it's already been 10 years since Whitney Houston's passing is amazing to me how fast these 10 years have flown by and how much she's not celebrated. And the reason as to why I say that is every at least from the way that I consume my media, social media, whatever have you, like on a yearly basis, I'm reminded about the likes of shoot, how am I brain farting on this? I just had him in my head. Michael Jackson, Prince, Uh, this year, DMX, the rapper, always Elvis. You know, artists of that regard who were that big are remembered yearly on their birthdays and the anniversaries of their death. And I haven't ever really been exposed to any sorts of celebrations or posts about Whitney Houston. And that's sad to me. Much like what her life ended up as, right? How she ended up dying the trials and tribulations she went through, and all that. The movie tried to get away from the sad, but ultimately, by the end, you couldn't do anything but sit in it. She died in a very tragic way. She was involved in what we have by majority always perceived to be a very toxic relationship with her former husband to tie back into another thing I learned about Winnie Houston that I never necessarily knew at some point in time before her death she left Bobby Brown I never knew that to be true yet again not sure I didn't pay too much attention to the detailed happenings in her life in the later years but I never knew that happened so I guess we can't or the majority of her fans can't necessarily lay blame to Bobby Brown as a lot of People do. Uh, She had her demons. And the movie does show that. You know, but it skims over it. We get a lot of the grandeur of her career, the hits she made, the tremendous televised performances she had. We get a lot of that. We also get a lot of the back and forth with her relationship with her mother, her father specifically. Didn't know it was that bad. Something else I learned um, in this movie. Or at least the way the movie made it out to be that her relationship with her father ended up in a really bad place. Um, You know, the only time during the movie I felt I got any sense of emotion or feeling was during one of her performances I want to say it was the rehashing of her performance at the 1994 American Music Awards like they played back audio wise Whitney's performance but it was Naomi Aki obviously performing it right in the movie just the music itself sent chills down my spine. You can still understand why she was a generational talent. And why she mattered so much to so many people. And why she had the fandom that you did. from a performance standpoint uh, for the individual performers like I said Naomi Aki, she played Whitney Houston I feel she did a good job uh, Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis it worked it wasn't Stanley Tucci's best work but it worked uh, Nefessa Williams as Robin Crawford I wasn't necessarily too aware as who Robin Crawford was. Her character shone some light there. Uh, long-standing actress uh, Tamara Tooney played Sissy Houston, obviously Miss Houston's mom. Clark Peters played John Houston, um, Whitney's father. I think Clark Peters played a tremendous role and he really made you dislike hate him. So I think he played his role to perfection and Ashton Sanders. He played Bobby Brown and Ashton Sanders. I want to say impersonation. Um, best Bobby Brown impression it worked it worked I felt like we were definitely hearing Bobby Brown <laughs> um, but everything else they really went light on the Bobby Brown stuff and I think that was a good way to go I'll concentrate obviously more on Whitney than Bobby in a Whitney Houston movie but all in all from a storyline standpoint it had too many holes in it from the beginning of the movie I would say through halfway of the second act there were so many holes and lack of continuity from era to era to time jump to time jump that I felt like I was watching just a compilation of her greatest hits a lot of the time without the storytelling factor being the main course in the movie Um, so yeah they missed a lot to have a good cohesive plot uh, in my eyes so that's one thing that really failed the movie there. And like I said before, uh, the other thing was it just felt like one of those made for TV movies that were made on the cheap. And for two hours and 26 minutes, which is the runtime for this film. I felt like this movie could have definitely been much shorter. With a lot of movies, especially now during the holiday season, being in excess of two and a half hours, you definitely felt the two and a half hours of this movie. They definitely could have cut this down because they didn't do a good job uh, writing this movie and fleshing out What could have been more detailed happenings uh, from era to era, decade to decade, or time jump to time jump. Too many holes. And the overall feel of how this wasn't even good enough to be on the big screen it sucks for me. Uh, like I said, I, I grew up on Whitney Houston. I would never call myself a fan. I never owned any of her work. But to sit here and say I didn't know who she was, that would be complete BS. Um, so, I'll leave you guys with that. In regards to this movie, would I recommend it? if you want to watch it at home wait for it to go on demand shoot if you can wait long enough until it actually hits TV I'd recommend for you to watch it on TV because it just feels like a made for TV movie unfortunately that's my take that's my perspective and point of view on I want to dance with somebody thank you for listening folks I never like having to do these reviews about these movies I don't like but you know you live and you learn There's give and take and you're not gonna like everything that's put in front of you and sadly this is one of those times appreciate you guys always programming notes from now on Every Monday, on the Monday, I will be uploading all of my reviews to your favorite podcast listening platform so you can have stuff to listen to during the week. Thank you, folks, yet again. I hope you come back next time. This has been your Friendly Neighborhood. Movie Goer, signing off. Until next time, take care of yourselves, happy holidays, and be well out there.